1: that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Today, we've got our good friend, Austin Visser with us. And uh, Austin, I, I feel like at this point, you're just, uh, I think I mentioned it last time, but you're really just an honorary guest at this point. For the, I mean, actually, you're really an honorary co-host at this point on the Black Sheep Podcast because you've been on so many times.
0: I don't know what that says about me. If I'm like an easy uh, person to get a hold of and I'm desperate to get on podcasts or, or maybe, just, maybe, you're got got a long... yeah. maybe you're the yeah. black sheep groupie. Maybe you're the black sheep groupie that. So maybe I should start declining, but Hey, if uh, all I'm going to say <laughs> is if uh, one of you guys can't make it to host a podcast, I mean, just give me a call and I'll step in at any moment. So oh, I'm, I'm always, I'm always down to hang.
3: There we go.
2: Uh, Austin, obviously we <laughs> want to talk about furnace fest. Uh, but before we do that, how, how are you just doing in general, man? Like, you're fixing showers. You're uh, dealing with AirPod issues. Uh, I mean, it sounds like you're life is like... You're obsessed
3: with Yeah.
2: I mean, it sounds like life is really getting, you know, it's beating the shit out of you right now.
0: I feel like I've said some of that stuff, uh, you know... Hoping that it wouldn't make on the podcast, and you guys just like aired all my dirty laundry. So,
3: <laughs> man, if that's uh, okay. the dirtiest laundry you've got, you're what? doing well. Way better than most pretty... church pastors, right? Yeah, yeah I'm not right. a
0: pastor anymore, so yeah. I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah,
3: so now your life actually becomes more uh, clean, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it, well, I, I prefer not to talk about that. Doesn't Mason, don't you have a, a theology podcast that we could uh, talk about? Some yeah, of that, and that I work thing? for a
2: seminary too. I mean, there's lots of dirty laundry we could talk about.
0: Well, so I'm doing good. Uh, we're recording this like at the end of June and my family has been sick on and off for like the past month. So I have three kids and it's just one of those uh, times where it happens where it, the colds and flus just bounce around to each other. So if you mm-hmm. can hear it in my voice, I'm starting to get over something. But I had a flu last week and then as soon as you think you're done with that, you, you get a cold and then, so my wife and I are kind of going crazy, but then at the same time, we're in that season of life where we have our house, we've been in our house for like 12, 15, 12, 13 years or so. And if we don't keep up on some of the maintenance stuff you just fall behind. And so I fixed our screens the other day. And then I was late to the recording of this because yeah, we're replacing a shower and tub in our bathroom because our kids cracked the tub and we've only had one shower. And it's one of those things where I could keep pushing off something. And my wife and I were just like, we have to do this. So I like ripped out the tub this past weekend and we're replacing it today. So how does a child I mean, crack, crack a, tub, a tub?
2: How's that even possible?
0: You do you really want to get into this? Yeah, well, what? one one I think it's a faulty tub, like it wasn't designed well.
3: Like was and it maybe, like a is it is it like a plastic tub or like a cast iron tub uh, or uh,
0: fiberglass is what it was. So I have a nine year old and a seven year old, and what happens is one of my kids when they're done in the bath, God, I hate you guys for making tub the story. They'll they'll we take us before. so far. Well, they'll take a soap bar and like line the, <laughs> the tub with soap and they'll kind of just slip and slide back and forth. And That's I think time. having done that uh, too many times, I think they just kind of wore out the tub. So there's ah. a ton of things in my house with, with nine-year-old, seven-year-old and a two and a half-year-old where there's just like cracks in the drywall, crayons. I'm looking outside at an area where there's chalk on the wall and some of that stuff we're just like letting go because at some point they'll just do it again next week. And specifically the two and a half year old, like the nine year old at this point knows that he's not supposed to draw on the walls. Um, but they, like, they scooter inside the house. So our floors always have dings and whatnot. So, anyways, wow. so yeah, yeah, life man. is dude, life is good. I can't complain. It sounds like you got a good concept
2: um, for the next, uh, undertaking album,
0: uh, home repairs just, and just, maintenance. just dad
3: home shit. The question is, which is more chaotic, an undertaking show or your household?
0: Oh, my household for sure. <laughs> like that's not even a question about it.
3: But
2: both in both uh, involve you yelling, though.
0: No, I'm not a. I don't yell at home. I I just I'm I'm pretty. You know, I'm a good dad. Let me just say that. It, you know that song that the worship song, the good good Your father. Good good that's father. A, that's yeah. That's about me. It's who you are. That's who you are. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no. I I'm not much of a yeller. But yeah, my house is chaos. I always tell people my life is chaos. Like. I I have a buddy squeege on Twitter. Uh, If you listen to this shout out, I'm I'm sorry. I owe him a feature on a song and I just have not gotten to it because my life is just chaos and trying to find time to do stuff like that is is impossible. And he was like, hey, you got a chance to do this. And I'm like, I, I suck. And I'm sorry. So one of these days, yes, I'll do it. You know Um, who else
2: you owe a feature to on one of your uh, next songs?
0: yeah. Have you heard Cullen
2: sing before? Do you need, if you need like a good, like clean singing little moment in one of your songs, because you don't do that very often at all. Really? Yeah. You need one though.
3: Cullen's your guy.
0: All right, let's do it.
2: Yeah.
3: I'll I'll pull out some like Chris Cornell type stuff. We'll have a blast.
0: (laughs) I'm down. Um, but yeah, life is good. I, I'm behind on all my movies and TV shows because all I do is play the new Zelda game. Uh, but I just oh, caught man, up on the man. bear. So if you guys watch oh, the yeah. bear. We watched the watch first things-
3: episode last night of the second season. Yeah.
0: Okay, dude. Second Season one, I don't know if you could top season one because it's kind of perfect television. But season two, man, it's so good. There's te- Do me a favor and keep me in the loop which episodes you watch because there's a couple that I was like just like weeping out of sheer happiness. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's so good. It's I love it. <laughs>
2: So, it is. Yep. A, it's a great show. All right. I feel like people need to know the context <laughs> about the undertaking in Furnace Fest. So here's the thing. Uh, months ago, many months ago, you and I had already talked about that you were going to be coming to Furnace Fest as an attendee. In fact, we had yeah. like housing arrangements and everything like lined up. We were, you know, we, we got an Airbnb. So you're going to come and hang out with us. And we were just going to go to Furnace Fest, hang out as attendees. And then uh, about a month or so ago, uh, one of my favorite bands or the, at least one of the bands that I was looking forward to most seeing was Loathe and then they dropped out because they got like who was it that they were like Chevelle and there was some like big like kind of like slight... Seventh
0: Day Slumber or yeah. three days like Three Doors Down or some something butt like rock that. from the 90s yeah <laughs> yeah some we like
2: it's a weird it's a weird pairing with Loathe but also, it's probably going to be one of their biggest tours ever. So like I can't blame them for wanting to take that tour. So it meant that they weren't going to be able to come to Furnace Fest. And so, like Furnace Fest did last year, they did a vote. Now, you guys were pretty close last year. What what do you know you finished like top 10, top 5 or something like that last year?
0: No, I don't know where we finished. We we tapered out towards the end of that competition. So we actually didn't move forward through like the final two rounds, but we did I mean, that that's part of the inception of this story is that competition last year yeah, and us kind of doing it as a joke. So finish your thought or are you done?
2: Well, I was just going to say, and then obviously (laughs) they did the vote this year and it was one of those things where I'm like, I'm going to obviously put all my support into undertaking, but I had no idea. Like if like, you know, some of those other bands, like they've got a lot of Instagram followers and shit. Like I just, I had no idea like what the chances were. And yet you guys kept like moving into like kind of each, round or whatever it, it, you know if there were rounds, and it just like felt like wow this is like this might happen and then gaining some steam and then it happened but yeah uh i don't know if you have more backstory around last year and then leading up to this year but yeah t- tell us about like just this whole story from your perspective
0: well it's it's very overwhelming <laughs> to be completely candid uh and and. in part of my uh, flaws is I don't really have a filter. So I'll try to filter some like unnecessary parts of the story out, but I'll try to be honestly as candid as possible. And, and, it, and it starts like two years ago. One, we're still such like a newish band. We've, we're about to celebrate like kind of four years playing shows in the end of July. And so we've still just kind of in two of those years was a pandemic. So we've <laughs> kind of only been playing shows and being active for like two years, maybe a little bit more. And so Furnace Fest 2021 happens and you're just like, "Jeez, Christ, like that's like an insane lineup. We got to go. But for us, like the East Coast was so far. So it's like, okay, I don't know if I could do that. At that time, two years ago, I had like a seven, five and my wife was pregnant. So that wasn't really an option to go. And even if you've heard my interviews on this podcast before, you've heard us talk about kids and how that's really valuable time for me to be able to take it away. So long story short, we go out to Birmingham in uh april and do that tour and i met johnny grimes and we saw sloths we went and visited it and we we're just like at that point i got home and i talked to my wife and i was like i i kind of just have to do this this is something i feel like for me and my musical background and being part of the scene for so many years like i have to make this trek out to like the metalcore mecca so to
2: speak yeah it's like it's like the and, pilgrimage you have to at least yeah. take once in your life yeah
0: well and and then part of that to go on hodge you know, yeah well, meeting people like you in person, and we've talked about that, just how many people over the last couple of years that we've met online that now we get to meet in person. And it's just this really cool bond that we have, that we talk you know, every couple of days via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and stuff. And then be able to be like, yo, I'm a real person and uh, <laughs> like, Funny story about that is when we toured with Chris Ratzlaff and Joe Calderon with Lightworker and Fallstar the first time. Um, uh, Chris thought I was a short guy and he thought Joe was a tall guy. So then when he met, he was like, <laughs> totally blown away the fact that I'm like six, three and I was tall. He was like, man, I just had I, I, you pegged as like a completely different person online. <laughs> so that's a little bit of the backstory. But one, I, I can't really even go further without thanking everybody for voting for us. Cause that that's what I'm saying. It's like overwhelming. Cause at some point we got, the support to get on furnace fest like arguably the coolest thing for a band like us in our style and our background and whatnot uh to be able to get on a festival like that is just a unreal opportunity uh there's a part of me that just wishes i could attend the festival and so yeah. now that we have to play i'm like dang like now like, now we gotta like you know perform and be on and kind of I, I don't get nervous but like in the back of your head you're gonna have the butterflies and like a little bit of like the anxiety of like we gotta play so kind of yeah. hoping we play on friday we don't know what day we're playing yet but i kind of hope we're playing on friday so we can get it over with just like play at noon like yeah. i texted to you guys like play at noon to 20 people and then be like all right we did it we did the thing now we can <laughs> hang out but <laughs> Then there's part of me that also wants to play on Saturday. So then on Friday, I could go around and like tell people, like, Hey, tomorrow, like, I'd love to see you. And then I don't want to play on Sunday. Well, we'll play whenever they tell us to play, but I don't want to play on Sunday because then that's just like delaying the anxiety for like multiple days. <laughs> kind of just want so like, to get it out of the way.
3: You're going to be like trying to like save your voice, make sure you yeah, don't get sick yeah. again and all that. Exactly.
0: Stuff. Exactly. Yeah. But no, so yeah, it starts last year where where they t- somebody. Uh, what happened last year during their competition is somebody tagged us and all of a sudden like i get a ping and it's one of those things where if 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 there's ever an opportunity for somebody to tag the undertaking in something i just always assume like that's not going to happen like nobody (laughs) cares enough whatever not i'm not even trying to be like woe is us you're just not gonna like oh who's the up-and-coming band that we need to check out and then if somebody tags us in something you're just like man that's really cool so anyways Last year we start getting these pings, ping, 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 and then like ten people had said undertaking for the who should get this vote, and at that point we're like, oh, we recorded some videos. Hey, this wouldn't it be funny if we like actually got to play Furnace Fest and you guys voted us in? And bang, we get like a post from Furnace Fest like you guys are in the top twenty bands. And I start calling my band guys. I'm like, hey man, I think this is kind of like the real thing. Like there's like not, it's not like a not good chance that we could get it. But then what happened? And I'm a sore loser and very competitive. So if you hear that tone from <laughs> me, obviously I'm not over it yet, but we had like big bands get involved and people can say we're a bigger band than some of the local guys. I, I get that, but we're pretty small. If you look at our Spotify numbers and Instagram followers and stuff. So I feel like, well, Malt, that, I and you don't have those
2: mall connections apparently.
0: I, yeah. yeah. Well, so then you had these bands with like a hundred thousand followers, like pulling out ads on Facebook and Yeah, the multipliers and I don't know, man. We just got boat raced towards the end and it was a fun ride. And we'll take that like free publicity and made some cool connections through just like asking people to vote and then be able to follow up and just say, hey, thank you for voting for us. We really appreciate it. But then, like I said, going out to Furnace Fest, it was like, okay, how can we make this happen? I had been committed to going. I was about to buy my plane tickets and then bang, the next competition happens. And and it, again, it was, they, they changed the structure a little bit. So it wasn't as like a wild, wild west type of thing. So there was a nomination and I guess we got enough nominations to make it past that first stage. And then the second round of voting was just in that furnace, best, furnace, best Facebook group online. Mm-hmm. And then bang, we make it past that because we, you know, we're always working on networking and connections. And I feel like online, we've made like a lot of friends that are a part of that circle and crew and so i totally. guess yeah we made it past that and then that's where it got kind of wild because that's where it's like literally just like texting every single person like pandering to people like hey this is really important to us could you please vote for us for this thing now here's my two cents on that uh, we don't pander to people often so like if we play a local show in san diego which we don't play in san diego often we're not like the band that's always telling people like hey man like come out to this show like we we respect our friends time so we don't what i'm saying is we don't ask our good friends favors often. And so for us it was a, it was a couple of times where it was like hey, I think this is kind of real and then it was like oh, we moved on to the next round and I started texting like the band Johnny, Keith and Brent and I was like, "Hey, can you guys like just make sure that September 21 through 24 you're available?" You're free. And then yeah, and it's like, "Okay, now it's like a real thing." So you got to text every freaking person in your phone and just be like, "Hey, I know you haven't heard from me in a while, but uh, my band's up for this big festival." Is there any way you can vote for us? It takes like it takes like thirty seconds. And uh, dude, the support that we got from our friends and family, and then just people online that have come to our shows and participated in what we bring as a band—like they showed up and did it. And and I, it's probably I honestly, I mean, I can't overstress how cool this opportunity is for us, <laughs> like. Like it's a really cool thing. Probably the second coolest thing we've ever done, other than signing the one album contract with Solid State and being able to put that album out. Like that was like a dream come true. But then for us to like win a competition like this and then be able to play on the same festival as like a lot of these bands is the probably the second coolest thing we did. So uh, then Elena uh, from the furnace fest like lets us know that we win and i got to call my boys and say dude we got it and it's kind of one of those things of like is this real is this possible (laughs) like what's the gimmick are they going to recount the votes like is trump going to get involved with this and say it's not real like
3: stock the (laughs) steel
0: yeah
3: Yeah, we're we're pretty close Uh, to georgia so you got to be careful there (laughs)
0: A couple people didn't know that you were joking, by the way. So I had to admit, really that's our friend, like he's joking and like <laughs> into it, so. But then the coolest thing for us, uh, is we got to text, like, I had so many people that I got to text back and be like, Hey, we we won, and thank you for supporting us, and thank you for voting for us. And it was a tedious task because I was trying to like thank as many people that got involved as possible, but it was really cool because there was some genuine support and genuine happiness for the undertaking which is just silly because it's this band that we started four or five years ago to say like hey we're a bunch of dads trying to you know just play some rock and roll and have some fun again and for us to be able to have some like cool success like that uh is, is really really neat and really meaningful and yeah now i'm starting to do like a deep dive on a lot of the bands that we're going to see and just really cool to be able to put uh put our name on that flyer i have a wall of some of the stuff that we've accomplished over the years like when we played with fall of troy and a couple of our tour flyers and so i'm really excited to be able to print that off and put that up next to it just to have our name on a flyer next to Turnstile, and mxpx and norma Jean, and just some of the bands that we've looked up to and listened to over the course of our career um and then uh yeah just if if you're listening to this and you voted for us man i i i thank you immensely for doing that and it means that the world that each of us and our families and kind of what we're able to do uh and yeah it's really neat and i know that there are some people that were not happy with how it turned out and i understand that like it, that's bound to happen well, regardless but, but, i mean that happened to yeah. you
2: guys last year so yeah. like you
0: yeah. know what it's
3: like so, well, someone's it, got to be a loser right
0: uh, hardcore hotline was like man you guys are salty in some of the co- competitions and i was like man my cholesterol is going to be so high because i'm eating all the salt right now i love it <laughs> just like consuming <laughs> it <at> all Does <laughs> salt increase your cholesterol i don't even know whatever the high blood pressure like
3: yeah who knows? i think, I think it it's doesn't like i think butter does that you know yeah. what you should do is you should probably you know pick up a couple of extra shows in that area just so that you can uh, make it extra worthwhile. So more, yeah. See that, you know, I
0: know we we're mulling that over. It's so hard for us, especially with kids. Uh, our guitarist yeah. Keith just had a kid in um, in May, their first kid, and so we actually yeah that's go why we to, Yeah, we're we're stoked for him. He actually hung out with us for the first time. Like we gave him space to be able to be with his family and stuff, and. Uh, we we withdrew from audio feed. There was uh, the pleasant underground festival that we were supposed to do in Detroit that we withdrew from uh, just to give us a little bit more time. So anyways, point is I, we're kind of mulling over if we could do like another mini tour in the East, but I don't think that's going to work out, but we might try to pick up like a house show or just do something silly like that. But yeah, we're flying in Thursday, going to hit up the Meadows pre-show, even though it's sold out, we're going to like be the, guitar text for a symphony in peril or something to get into nice. that show. <laughs> Hell
1: yeah, do <laughs> it.
0: I'm
2: glad that voter intimidation works. You know, I was trying my best on those Facebook groups to, uh, you know, threaten people about, you know, voting for you guys. So, uh, who, you know, I I never knew that voting intimidation worked that well, but, uh, yeah, it, it did.
0: No, we had, we had some, we had some good support with you guys with, uh, all consuming, the discord that we're involved, those guys supported us a ton. Obviously Josh, uh, Josh, I don't know what your last name is because you change your name on every social, but Welch or Todd or whatever. Uh, but he's our buddy he was making some silly videos for us. And yeah, we had some fun with it, but at the end, man, I told Elena, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm toast. I'm, I'm like a fake extrovert so having to like engage with people and texting and being on our socials and reposting and like trying to just muster up as many votes as possible. Uh, I was like zonked the next day, but yeah, we're stoked. We're, yeah, we're, we're trying to figure out what that looks like now. I mean, oops, we we're playing furnace fest, so we got to get merch. We got to get some more vinyls because we're almost out of those. We got to like figure out our set and all that kind of stuff. So it's fun.
3: The question is: Is there going to be a bikini bottom vinyls available? Man, dude, shout out!
0: Uh, this is not a name and shame, but you guys didn't pick one of those up, did you? <laughs>
3: no, I already,
2: I already had one of, yeah. uh, you know, the original, so yeah. I, I wasn't gonna get the bikini bottom one. But yeah, I saw it and I was like, damn, I really wish I would have waited for that one.
0: albums of bikini bottoms a massive account on uh online that takes artwork and puts a spongebob spin on it and i hit him up when he did an album we met him out in virginia when we played there and so we kind of knew it was coming and when it came out it was so good i was like hey can we somehow print like an alt cover for it and we uh we thought we were gonna sell 10 20 we ended up selling 55 of them (laughs) so, <laughs> we were like really happy like we realized too we were disappointed like the cheat sheet for life is just we should have done more stuff with spongebob because apparently Absolutely. like random people <laughs> were buying it um so that was a project in and of itself but i might print off some like what i try to do is keep it a, a run of one of one of 55 to 55 but i might do yeah. some artist prints like so if you do like screen prints and stuff, sometimes the artists will keep back some stock for themselves, and it'll be like a one of five artist proof. So we might do some artist proof uh, for for Furnace Fest, yeah. and uh, I'm mulling over maybe another variant cover or something for Funeral Psalms. But
3: well, at the very least, on. at the very least, it'd be cool if we got like a poster of it or something like that.
0: Yeah, well, we, we let the wave of the excitement of Furnace Fest kind of wash over the last couple of weeks. And now we're kind of getting into business mode of like, what can we do to capitalize on that? So I don't know if it's like a poster or a variant cover that's specifically for Furnace Fest or something. But the cool yeah. thing, too, and that's what I was going to say, is like I'm trying to manifest it out into the Internet. We're like getting really close to selling out of all of our funeral songs vinyl, which so I'll say, obviously, we'll never, ever press those again because uh, it's not in their best interest to do so <laughs> monetarily. <laughs> Uh, but we're like getting close to that run being gone. I think there's only like 15 or something of the splatter variant that exists. So Damn. those, those, those probably are going to disappear in the next couple of weeks. Cause we'll, we might even buy them just so we have them rather than the solid state, not in a vindictive way. So don't take it the wrong way, but so that we can sell those at shows. And then the two color ones actually running out too. So we're running low on those. So I wanted to be creative on what we do with the last couple, uh, from that.
2: For sure, man. I love it. I love it. And one of the things that I love about this whole, like, undertaking, getting voted in and everything <laughs> is because we're good friends with you, what's really cool is one of my dreams in life has always been to create a set list for a band yeah. that I love. And I don't know what it is, but I am, like, obsessed with, like, how bands order their songs and, like, what they do for interludes and how they, like, how they even come out on stage and start how sets long they give and, like, for how an they end call. sets i'm ob- I'm obsessed <laughs> with that like i i think about all that stuff all the time and so i felt honored when you reached out to cullen and i to, t- to chat about like hey what song should we play like what order should we do and so Colin and i had like pretty similar lists i think uh we
0: were we so agreed- honored you were so honored that i had to ask you twice to answer my question okay <laughs> so
3: i do have i do have a caveat to say no, about that because i my my facebook account was hacked like three months oh, ago no. oh remember um, you remember i was telling you yeah, this austin yeah, yeah and so i can only get on if i like go through like a special like method on my desktop i can't do it on my oh, phone funny. or anything so i checked three days later and i'm like oh f- shit like here's austin he's like asking us about what we what he what we would want for a set list and i felt like a dick because
0: well here here's the fun thing about that one I'm i'm happy that you guys responded but we're very much approaching Furnace Fest now. I was like, we're, a, this is so stupid to say, but we're like a band of the people. Like you guys voted for us to be there. So the irony of it is that we're probably going to play at like 11:45 in the morning and nobody's going to even have like showed up to the festival yet. So we're trying to make sure like, we want to find out when we play. So we can be like, Hey, we're playing at this time. Like, please come. But the coolest thing for us is if we have 18 minutes to play, if we have 25, whatever, we're going to pack as many songs in as possible. And we're trying to kind of get people involved in that process. So I was asking a ton of people like, hey, we're playing 18 minutes. We're playing the toilet set behind the porta potties. Uh, They're hiding us off to the side. Uh, (laughs) The sound guy is cutting our set short because he's grumpy already. Like what what songs do you want to hear? And just to kind of get a poll from different people, it's really fascinating because you have some people that lean more heavily towards funeral songs. You have some people that are picking up on some of the superstition songs. There's been like a good mix of the two. And then the the big theme, so so, uh, one, you could go to hate Five Six when we were out in Philadelphia. Sonny mm-hmm. from eight Five Six showed up and he filmed one of our sets. It sounds terrible because we were in a basement packed with like forty people. Um, but it's it shows a little bit of the chaos of our set. That's like our set that we run out on tour often. And so we come out to an intro that's uh, Timmy Trumpets, which is the uh, song that the reliever from the Mets, uh, uh, Edwin Diaz, comes out to. But the problem is, so well. No, I know. But guess what? Freaking Pierce the Veil used it on their recent tour. What? We're trying to be like, no, we used it first. Like they have no idea that we
3: how how did that happen how um, is it we that
0: we found it on uh youtube like one of their recent sets and uh, brent sent it out and he was like guys i got bad news for you but we yeah. loved it we put our hands in the air and whatnot and so then we usually start oh, with hold, the up,
3: po- hold up hold up hold <laughs> up how in the world does pierce the veil do the exact same intro song that's that obscure Did, did they you watch the Hate six good- video or what
0: no it's because it's a good intro song i mean yeah but like
3: that's so (laughs) obscure like like that's not like something that just like anybody would do i bet they ripped it off from you guys
0: there is a zero percent chance uh but maybe i don't know but i think it's like that's that's like two
2: bands coming out to an undertaking (laughs) song that's how obscure that would be
0: i know i know anyway so (laughs) but kind of bizarre and then also we're like dang like they the bigger band used our idea so we got to come up with an idea but we have we have so many random ideas like we have a sample that's cut up of a speech from the movie oblivion have you guys seen oblivion Uh, with tom cruise have you seen that movie
3: yeah yeah
0: Yeah, so the the scene when he's talking about the football field he's like he's like rookie wide receiver jumps out of the pack touchdown and it's like the the theory behind that scene if if you want to google it google tom cruise oblivion football uh the joke behind that scene is that people say that Tom Cruise has never watched a football game in his life. <laughs> and so it's like Tom Cruise acting like he's, he knows what football is, but we spliced it together with the oblivion soundtrack. So that's one of the samples that we use behind stuff. And anyways, we're, we're coming up with some. Silly Pierce ideas the veil is going to for-
3: uh, have that on their set list <laughs> next week
0: that that's sketch that's super sus so but we're gonna probably try to pack like eight songs in so i don't talk often during our set i'm not like a big talker i'm not going to talk about uh jacking off horses and get famous online like Hate five six guy <laughs>
3: <laughs> also how cool is it to have eight five six like do a do a show for you guys or do a, a video for you guys
0: uh because that's we street cred, all,
3: man. I don't care what anyone says. That's street cred. We were all
0: mildly unconscious because it smelled in the basement and it was so freaking hot. So like nobody... And you were wearing <laughs> like
3: the heaviest <laughs> coat possible yeah. down there.
0: I tried to keep it on the whole time and I couldn't do it. Uh, no, dude, that was like the coolest. We had hit him up. Uh, the the venue guy Ian had hit him up when we booked the show and he was like, Hey, I got that date open. I think it could happen. And then we never heard from him until the morning of the show. So we were driving from Baltimore to Philly and Ian was like, Hey, Sonny's coming. And all of us got like real nervous. (laughs) Like, Oh man, we got to, we got to, We got to make sure we do a a good job. Uh, The joke that I had is I run through like three rules before a set. And I'm like, there's three rules to this venue because we're so tight in here. One, no farting. And then like a week later after the show is when the guy farted during the sleep token thing and it like blew up online. And I was like, dang it. I should have encouraged you.
3: You should have said you have to fart. You have to eat a pint of beans beforehand.
0: Um, and then one of the guys, I don't know if you watched the set, but somebody busted out a cookie sheet and he was like moshing around, smacking people with the cookie sheet. And then he hits the guy in the head and just breaks the cookie sheet in half and (laughs) throws it on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) And you can see the Meadows boys were just like not having it. They're all just like hands up. like Like
3: Just blocking. Yeah, They needed their own cookie sheet to block. I
0: know. So that was overwhelming in a way, but dude, the dude is just a professional and he just crushed it. He was in that basement for like 40 minutes or I'm sorry, like four hours straight. And then the show's over and he peaces out and we got to chat with him a little bit, but that guy moved so fast because he had to go home and like the 20 minutes later, our videos uploaded onto his like Vimeo and stuff it's, it was, it was really cool. And and means a lot. So, I mean, we've got some really cool stuff, man, this year for us to be able to reset, release the EP that we got to do. We got to tour the East coast with Meadows uh and empty and then uh get the hate five six thing get furnace fest like we got some really cool stuff that i feel like we're like gaining a little bit of traction but we yeah. still just need people to tell more people about us and anyway so we're this conversation sorry because of the set list but that was really fun because just getting to ping people and say like what songs do you want to hear so we haven't played no friends on the last like two or three tours kind of what just one of those songs just one of those songs that's hard and it's not like it's a little bit more of a stand and plant song for the guitarists and so just trying to get as much energy. But do you guys know Big Jeremy? Uh, he, he's the – I'll send him a picture. He's in one of the Furnace Festival uh, – Furnace Fest photo, promo photos from a couple years ago. But he's like six, six, seven dude. We never met this guy. And we play El Corazon in Seattle two years ago. And all of a sudden this big freaking Big Jeremy shows up. And, like, we start playing our set. And he knows every single word to our song, like our Whoa. whole set. And it was one of these, like, I teared up a little bit on stage. I'm just like, we, we, made, we made it. One person knows our songs. This is, like, so cool. But he's going to be there. And I'm just starting to think, like, okay, what songs do we have to play to get, like, Jeremy, to get Christian from Meadows, to get you guys, like, get some – the songs that people know yeah. that – that get people engaged and get people to sing along with us. And it, it's an opportunity for us to be like, okay, let's tuck our own personal like interest and ego behind. Like, Oh, we don't want to play these songs anymore and just say like, all right, give people what they want. And so we took it, we took it seriously when we were asking everybody what, what songs they wanted to hear. And it was cool to kind of get up litmus test. But
3: so what's the, uh, uh, what would you say are like the top three right now that you always, that you've seen in almost every list?
0: Oh, interesting. I uh, definitely, uh, no friends. Uh, uh, o negative and everything worked out just fine uh kind of the big ones that everybody said so those are obviously in it but if if we were to pick our set right now and play it what we would do would be the pro- uh, problem of being included in the apocalypse it's a good song to start out with it's got like a two-step it's got a breakdown and it's kind of a good like on-ramp for us to kind of build up our energy because it ends heavy and then we'll go straight into no friends and then we'll do O negative and then we'll do two songs off of the ep we'll do uh black cats because that has a cool intro that's uh uh, works within our set and then a witch's deathbed confession and then on tour we ended with a three set little thing with wrenches uh the nostalgia can be a nasty beast and, and everything worked out just fine and those three songs like really flow together thematically and we we like don't take any breaks so we're kind of the band that just for like 20 minutes we're just like hammering people mm-hmm. uh with songs with a couple breaks and stuff so we got to find out what our set is but hopefully we can squeeze that into 20 21 22 minutes and if we have to lose a song
3: i really hope like a little extra time so you can squeeze in plague because i yeah I uh, that uh, that song is happen. my all-time favorite of you guys
0: and it's not gonna happen but yeah I, kinda, I was wondering. <laughs> here's my take on it we have uh take me down the river we have plague there's a couple songs with choruses in them and i'm not uh, 100% confident in my ability to perform those songs like well enough to justify people's time and that's a weird way of saying like i just like when we come out the brand that we want from the undertaking when people see us play live is chaotic energetic we're yeah. bouncing around jumping around <laughs> And, and if I have to jump into a chorus, I'm going to have to stand and plan and really, like, work on my vocals to make sure they sound good. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and so we've kind of just a while ago just said, OK, we're just playing songs that are like all gas, no breaks the entire time. And so those like songs kind too. of just have fell to the wayside because even for us as a band, like we're trying to keep our heart rates up. So we're engaged. And if we're engaged, we can pull in an audience because they're engaged. And when we play like River or Plague, when they have a little bit more of the ebbs and flows like a good song, a good well-written song has it just it, it kind of kills our vibe and then it's like it's like when you're working out and you have to like stop to do something to like reengage in that workout like you gotta I like kind of get, get the, the momentum going again so there's some thought process behind it if if we ever do like a 10-year funeral songs thing like that i will be so stoked to play some of those songs but
2: sick yeah i, I dig that well we're, we're looking forward to it and also i just think like the chaotic nature of you guys' shows is going to be just like such a really great like breath of fresh air you know you get a lot of like the two-step stuff a lot of like just the kind of you know very rhythmic type of moshing uh type of music obviously at ferns fest and it's all great but also to have like the super chaotic kind of chariot like of you know you just you you never know what's going to happen at the show you might be climbing rafters and who knows what's going to (laughs) happen like that kind of shit is always super infectious and even if it's just like 50 people it's still going to be like one of the most memorable things for those 50 people uh whereas you could have like 500 people and if if it's just a regular asset and nothing really cool happens like nobody's g- even all 500 people won't remember that but 50 people where it's just like the most memorable thing i think that's even really that, that's way cooler to me than if you guys get like 500 people and the, and it's just like yeah a asset. totally
0: well man i'm 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 excited. I'm, it's going to be really fun. And we're going to have 20, 25 minutes, whatever, to go out and give it our best shot. And we will, we'll like, we're exercising, we're practicing, like we're, we're, (laughs) are you exercising
3: in front of the, uh, the body length
0: mirror? No, 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 that's the word. (laughs) Okay. No, Andy. And then Tommy, the last two I listened to, uh, i'm like andy man i'm never gonna be the the car screamer i cannot do it so so we'll we'll practice at uh our our practice space and that's where i go full because like my whole performance is very visceral like i'm a loud yeller like uh it's it's
3: um, visceral
0: yeah exactly i, it, I was it, gonna yeah.
3: make the same joke yeah. <laughs> that was just too easy
0: yeah Uh Yes. I, at one point in time, I was going to have a podcast called Viscerally Speaking, V-I-S-S-E-R. Anyway. <laughs> um, that, that idea fell to the wayside. I'm sorry for forgetting your name, but becoming the archetype, uh, Jason, Jason Wisdom. Like he's a loud, I've heard you guys talk about how he, when he records, he's loud. Like I'm a loud recorder, I'm a loud performer. And so I'm just like, I can't perform and practice at my house because I'll scare my kids. And then I can't like (laughs) do, I'm not, I refuse to practice in my car because I'm not going to be the dingus that somebody pulls up next to. And I'm just like, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) So we have to schedule time to practice. And that's how I kind of get my vocals ready to go. And then what we usually do, which we have a show uh, planned uh, with a band that's actually playing Furnace Fest. Uh, we're they're playing in San Diego, so we're hopping on a show with them. Who's that? Uh Will Haven? I don't. Oh yeah. It's not know. announced yet. So sorry if I I blew that one, but uh, we got hit up to play that. Uh, but that'll be the show like a month before Furnace Fest where I like get off the stage and I almost vomit cuz I'm not in shape and then I'm like, well, I have to run 5 miles a day now for the rest of the, the month to be able to <laughs> be able to do our set. So I'm like trying to be proactive and You know, we're getting ready. So it's a whole process, man. We're a bunch of idiots and take this stuff way too seriously. But
3: (laughs) No, I love it. I'm like I got to try to find a way to to sneak a cookie sheet in. So that uh, you make that like a thing. I would love it. Yeah. Just can you hide it like in like in a guitar bag and then you can like throw it out to the crowd and like we can just have like cookie sheets everywhere?
0: <laughs> the I I don't think I mentioned this last time, but the, the Ian the kid who set up that show at Philly at some point he hit he hit us up before this show and he's like hey can I uh can I make this show a weapons show and I was like <laughs> I was like what are you what are you talking about. Yeah, weapons show. He's like, can we bring cookie sheets and uh, eight-foot light bulbs, like uh, fluorescent light bulbs, and smash them on each other? And I was like, yeah, uh, that sounds, uh, sounds kind of dangerous. And he's like, all right, rain check. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he was, I think, expecting people in, like, the mosh pit to be taking these eight-foot floor – Fluorescent tubes and smash them on each other. But so then I'm thinking, like, it's we're like in a, a Gigi Allen
2: show or what?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm like thinking we're in a basement in Philly and then we're all going to be like breathing in the dust that's in those fluorescent things. Like, yeah. I was like, no, man, I don't think that that's a good idea. But Furnace Fest doesn't allow that. They don't want their weapons and cookies. Have
3: you guys seen that? Uh, there's like this uh, India's Got Talent. It's like one of those kind of shows. No. And there's like 60 of these Indian dudes, like these super buff Indian dudes, and they're like running around the stage and they. Break, like thousands of these light bulbs, those long two oh, no, yeah. light bulbs on each yeah. other, and it's like it's like their shtick, like they're like a. Is it like, like the Indian act. version of the Power Team? That's Basically, funny. it's what it's like. There's like one guy that's like eating them. There's one guy that's like, oh like, gross, like like putting them up all around his eyes and shit, and he's just like ah. It's like, that, stuff is, is that stuff this is this like craziest piece of television I've ever seen.
0: Was it knocked up? I think it was knocked up and like Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen are like smashing the tubes out in the trash can. I can't remember. It was one of those Apatow movies from back in the day that they were doing that. And I always thought that was funny. Totally. But anyways, yeah. Point is, Burns Fest, man, we're stoked. I hope people show up. And if you're listening to this and you're like, man, get this jabroni off your podcast, like don't show up to our set. But if you're interested in some chaotic and fun stuff, man, show up and be entertained for 20, 25 minutes or whatever they give us, and hopefully, people engage and mosh and sing along and stage dive. And hopefully, we have enough people to where it's fun. But will I mean, you stage work. dive? Uh, yeah, I i watch some of our videos, man. During wrenches, the last Well, part I know, of wrenches but like sometimes,
3: to... I, you know, people at fest, you know, they they they, they sometimes are go Well, you know, I don't do it at festivals, and it's like, Well, why not? Have fun, man. Uh,
0: We've never played to a big enough crowd to where it's warranted that. So if you watch like our hate five, six video, I I jump on people. There's a, uh, there's a video from our show, our set in Birmingham where we played the firehouse down the street from sauce. And I like tell people like, come here, I'm going to jump on you. And I jump on like 20 people and they catch me and move me around and stuff. Uh, If you watch our music video that I put together, uh, our buddy JP uh, uh, nine, two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Shout out to JP. No, no. His name, call him nine, two.
2: Oh. oh, shout out to 9-2. Yeah. There
0: you go. The, the, JP doesn't exist. Just call him
3: 9-2. 9-2, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I haven't heard
0: that. <laughs> you can thank Stone from Meadows for that one. Call call 9-2. He filmed our our all of our shows on our run, and I put a compilation of it together. We put a music video out for which is Deathbed Confession. And you can notice in some of the videos that every time I would jump up, Armando and the Meadows dudes would start punching me. So, like, they're just constantly, like, jabbing me in the stomach. So, there's, like, four guys, like, trying to hold me up while the Meadows crew is just, like, underneath me, like, (laughs) trying to punch me. And there's one video, I think it was Richmond, where I grab, you see me grab Armando's arm, and I just punch him in the face, like, three times. (laughs) (laughs) I took it a little too far. I had to apologize afterwards. So they're he's basically
3: right. doing like the Rocky Four training sequence on you. And you're, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you're like, no, you're Ivan Drago.
0: Yeah, exactly. But you see in the video, I grab his arm because he's trying to punch me. And I just like sock him in the face a couple of times. But it's, it's all a good
3: fun. I felt bad. You're a good dad. I love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Hey, if you get a cool enough to stage dive, who knows? Maybe it'll go viral and guitars are... some guitars account or whatever guitars world or whatever it's called
0: yeah yeah hey colin uh you won the bet you said how long it would take for mason to bring up his references stage type i told you i had the i had the over 42 and a half minutes you had the under so you won
3: (laughs) just barely (laughs) just barely
1: Terms apply.
2: All right, uh, should we do our little? Uh, I, I don't know if it's not really top five, but just kind of like an assortment of categories of artists for you. Uh, do you? We, we mentioned really quickly about like most hated artists. Do you have any most hated artists, Austin?
0: I don't have any most hated. I do not like country music. So I work with a guy. He's a carpenter, and he says there's two type of two, two there's two type of there's two types of music in this world, Austin. He always says. He said country and western. (laughs) That's his thing. (laughs) His other thing is if he if you're like, hey, you're talking, he's like, man, some people say that you're a nice guy, Austin, and other people tell the truth. (laughs) He's got all these (laughs) stupid things.
2: Are there Uh, any country artists in particular where you're like, really can't stand those guys?
0: No, because I don't listen to country at all. So I literally can't tell you. Like, the difference between Daughtry and... Daughtry? Uh, is Daughtry
3: country? I, I don't even... He was is like, he a country? I don't know. thought he was, like, radio no, rock.
0: A, no, I can't even... It's Chris Stapleton and the Georgia-Florida line or whatever. Like, I just... Georgia I'm Florida. not... That's just not my thing. <laughs> so, <laughs>
3: Um, so, so, so like, like zero country, you're talking like pop country, or are you just talking about like country in general? If it sounds anything like country, if it has a fiddle and, and or a banjo and or a slide guitar, you're out. Is that what you're saying?
0: That's complicated. Cause I try to respect music as much as possible. So that's not like, it's not like an ultimatum just you know you got your country western stadium st- radio station that's just not going to be my jam i yeah. used to listen to like johnny cash and stuff and rustin and kelly's like kind of he dips his dough into some country stuff like i love that but um yeah i don't know it's just it was never my jam the whole totally like drinking drinking drink beers on a tuesday night got my chevy truck driving down with no headlights, yeah. like that's that's pretty good thing. it sounds like you
3: have listened to country once or twice
2: <laughs> good thing you're not from the real sd south dakota that's right
3: yeah th- that's, that's mason and i name. used to call it country mu shit <laughs> it was just like it was like how we how we labeled it that's right yeah. um all right so
0: i'm I, oh, oh my other one too I, sorry to interrupt i am very much out on the like new metal resurgence that's happening because mm-hmm. i it's like this whole thing where like the clothes that i wore in the 90s when i was 8 9 10 11 12 like they're coming back now and i'm like no baggy pants are yeah. out Like, don't bring them back. back.
3: (laughs) You want to stick with the skinny jeans is what you're saying.
0: Uh, I I like my skinny jeans, but it's just like, no, this fashion statement is out. Let's not bring it back. And then new Metal, it's like, it's out. Let's not bring it back. But I've lost that battle. It's very much back (laughs) in and I'm okay with it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's some really good shit, though. Um, All right. So Uh, the whole genre of country... You're not a fan of all right so that's most hated but we talked to tommy green recently uh, about kind of an interesting category to think about and that is a band on paper that you should like but you just can't quite get into for some reason so is there are there any bands like that
0: <laughs> how, how uh i don't want to make people mad this.
2: <laughs> no no
3: just won't make them mad because it's saying like like generally i should like you but i i just you know meadows
0: nice. fall star the ongoing concept all of your friends light worker. <laughs> <laughs> um i typically am out on like the more popular stuff like i cannot I I will not get into sleep token. That's just not, Mm. that's not it. I've yet to
3: hear hear like a, like a true on true uh, metal genre fan or not, not fan, but artist say that they are a fan of sleep token.
0: They're out there. I just like, I can't do it. I can't get into it. It's uh, like the weekend had a baby with a new metal band and uh, not, not my thing. Um, Well, so, so I, so I started to do a deep dive on Furnace Fest stuff uh, and all the bands. So I'm trying to like listen to it just so I kind of know, which is really fascinating because the lineup that they curate is just like so insane. The different styles, the different artists that they get involved, like props to Johnny and uh, Chad. Uh, Chad and everybody, Mike, and everybody that's involved in booking bands because I I'm so impressed at the different styles, the different artists and everything that they have is just the coolest thing ever so i start getting into some of this stuff and i'm like man i just completely missed this and so i'm starting to realize that on paper i should like these type of bands but i'm just out so so like it's, if you listen to this and you're in this band or you appreciate these bands don't just don't touch me it's just on my thing the the Emorys, the amber Lynns, the like hope falls a little bit of that like emo e po- post hardcore yeah was just something when that came out in what, like 2003, four, five, six, that I just at some point when I was like a teenager, I just decided that was very much not what I was listening to. Mm. And I went more like hardcore, like Barrier Dead, Evergreen Terrace. And so that stuff wasn't hard enough. And so I'm going through now and listening uh, to Anne Berlin and we saw Emery last year and there's just a lot of bands like that that I'm like, one like trying to open myself up to and say like okay give these guys a shot and berlin like really cool band like really talented and cool songs casey yeah. was another one that i didn't listen to like super rad band so i was showing the uh, the undertaking guys uh, on monday night of this week i was like dude check out casey they're amazing like how did i miss these guys but like on paper i should have loved them back in the day mm-hmm. uh Tooth and nail play. Some of these bands were in like the, involved in like the Christian culture. I was like a youth group kid, and it's just one not one of those things that I, I adapted to. So, anyways, that's my long-winded answer of that. Like on paper, like the emo slash post-hardcore kind of vibe, like definitely should have been in my wheelhouse that I just like never got into. And so, shout out Kingdom Core. Uh, Sean was giving me a hard time. He's like, "Man, you missed out on like a lot of good music." And I'm like, "I know. I got a lot of blind spots in my 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 music." Uh, history, so I'm, trying to rectify that and go through a lot of those bands, and, and
3: that's good honesty. Listen to everything. Here's, I've had a, like a, a little thought about this for a while. How much of that do you think was because of the band's name? Because there's some band names where I'm just like, no nope, I'm not even going to give you a chance in the first place because I hate your band name. Like The Undertaking, my band's name, beautiful name, yeah, beautiful name. great say, name, no, it makes gonna, me want to listen right say. away. Um, a band name like Tool, though. Like I didn't listen to Tool for the longest time because I was like, "That's the stupidest name for a band I've ever heard." So, do you think that part of it was maybe about like band names?
0: No, I don't think so. How old are you? I'm thirty. Eric Holland, Mason. How are you? Thirty I'm, and
2: and I'm about to turn twenty
0: nine. Oh, you guys are children. <laughs> Not yeah. um, I'm thirty six. So, so like Tool. That was I was that was new metal ish stuff that was in my wheelhouse. So like, yeah. I understand you were like a little bit younger than me. I could see how you were like, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to get into them. That so schism and all that kind of stuff. That was like our jam back in the day. Oh yeah. Totally.
3: Um, I, lo- I love, I love tool now, but like it, it took me a long time to get into him just because I never listened to him because I hated the band name.
0: What the bands. Oh, interesting. That's a fascinating concept. It's not necessarily the band name, but like a band, like uh, a band, like nine inch nails. I very much equated them to like corn and tool and more stuff like that. And then when, uh, when Trent Reznor started doing movie soundtracks with like social network and some of that stuff, I like started to get into his music and I went back and listened to nine Inch Nails, and I did not realize that they were like really, really sick. And so part of it was like the songs that were the popular in the, you know, mid nineties, I was like a, sheltered christian kid and said i want to be like an animal like i'm not like i wasn't like supposed to listen to that stuff so it was like oh i can't listen to nine inch nails and it's like the christian kids that weren't allowed to watch like the simpsons back in the day or seinfeld and now as an adult you're like what this is really funny and so i listened to nine inch nails and i was like oh that was a band i didn't get into then
3: it's really good like it's cool stuff Yeah, there's that too yeah i've got i've got a whole plethora of bands and other media that i didn't get to look at or watch or listen to because of christian upbringing you know
0: my my sister had a rage against the machine tape cassette and my mom found it my sister was older than me but my mom found it and snapped it in half uh and then i had an eminem uh encore or whatever the album yeah. was and my mom put it on and it showed up on the kitchen table later snapped in half <laughs> so my mom was she was like she, she she's not strict and she like loved pop music and loved like that kind of stuff it was just funny what like would take her to snap but obviously eminem for like a 12 year old kid was like (laughs) breaking point austin have you never (laughs)
3: listened to (laughs) kj52 yeah (laughs) who's that dude my uh my mom did this exact same thing my sister had like this whole binder full of cds and it was like eminem and chingy and uh
0: oh wait wait. how how old is your sister she's
3: 35 yeah about austin's age yeah
0: the biggest regret I've made in my life is I threw away my binder of my Napster CD. Compliment. Oh no. I'm so, so do you, that gives me PTSD. Cause man, I had like the sickest You even listing up What did you say? Chingy? And
3: yeah. Jiggy like, like chameleon. So and you know, but it was
0: like rap. Yeah, no, but it was like whatever you could get on Napster and you just throw it on a CD. So yeah. like Jay-Z, uh, Jiggy and the Kid Rock and like Metallica, but then they'd all be at different levels because the yeah, Napster totally. files were all right. just, oh. like, totally or chapped.
3: they were like uh, they were like recorded directly from radio. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so like you would sometimes like hear uh, like the rewind sound, like the fast forward sound. I had like oh. the entire Metallica discography that I gotten off of LimeWire growing up, and yeah. everything was like sped up or slowed down at some point throughout the song, so it was almost unlistenable.
0: When you would find a, a pristine copy of something, you'd just be like, "This yeah. Is <laughs> it wasn't porn. It wasn't like there was no... There was no... Uh, no virus. Uh, watermark on yep. it that was like in the middle of the song. It was like, you're listening to GJ 50. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Those were the days. Those were the days. I still have one back at my parents' house, uh, a CD compilation, and it included like... Emery, Blink-182. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the others. I think there's some like Reliant K songs on there. Mm. I mean, basically any anything from like 2003 and 2004 that I was really into. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it might even have like, a Me Without You song or two, but it was kind of like that oh, that's era. A,
0: that's a good one. Reliant K, on paper, Christian Kid, grew up in the church, not my thing. Never, never got into them, never listened to them.
3: It's funny, because all these bands that you've talked about, we're literally going to have on in the next couple of weeks. <laughs>
0: Right. Oh, I love that. <laughs> what happened? Just, well, we'll, we'll let them know
2: that the band that got voted into Furnace Fest is not a fan of hates,
0: you. Hates everybody.
2: Uh, yeah, we got Hope's Fall coming up. We've got Reliant K coming up. Hopefully we can get Orton Jean on soon, but uh, I'm sure we'll interview Emery at some point again. But yeah, we've got, uh, got some of those bands that we'll be interviewing soon.
0: Just uh, That's my goal now is just to create as much beef as possible with them. I hope so. I mean, that's the irony of it. And and I've said this before on on your guys' podcast, on other podcasts, that like, man, I have like just massive respect for anybody that creates anything because it is so hard. To do anything, so Mason
3: dude, creates some very big poops and yeah, no, uh, clogs co- toilets all the time. Congratulations that. on that!
0: But Thank you. dude, anybody that puts out a song, <laughs> like they poured something into it and made something, and so it's just this whole thing where, like, that's it's talking about like movies and music and stuff. Everything's so subjective in the sense of what resonates with me and what I listen to as like a kid, as a teenager, as an adult. And there's just certain ones that you're just like, man, we just missed. I missed that. Uh, we came as romans in that kind of core the metalcore stuff that happened in like 20, 2009 to 2014 that is just such a blank spot in my metalcore scene uh, well, honestly i think I've metalcore at
2: that time wasn't like particularly good like there weren't even the yeah. bands that were good were mostly like on hiatus or whatever and yeah that like time frame i always thought wasn't like particularly great
0: but I had just gotten married. Like, we were definitely more into like the Vampire Weekend dash, not dashboard, uh, death cab for cutie. Like, uh, who, who wasn't? I, who wasn't but, at
3: that time? But
0: though? then I was like, kind of like, oh, I'm going to put metalcore behind me. Like, I'm an adult now. Like, I mean, so, anyways.
2: And now look um, at you. You started your own band where you do all and, those things.
0: And <laughs> 10 people like us. That's right. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know what? Hey.
3: it's 10 more than That's us. Right.
2: And, 20% of guys- them are looking at you right now. <laughs> Austin, it's been so great to chat with you. You're such a good friend. And uh, yeah, we're less than three months away now from giving you a big old bear hug and then uh, punching you while you stage dive on us.
3: <laughs> Please don't punch me. I take Warfarin. I will maybe bleed to death internally and die. So don't, don't punch me in the head.
0: no note to self note to self
3: (laughs) I'll remind you again before the show (laughs)